welcome to Ladies Talking Leaves. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. And welcome to Season 3 of Ladies Talking Leaves, Episode 1. It's a new season. Hockey is back. Not with the big club like we thought it was, um, but the Leafs Prospect Development Camp is is going. And once the hit, players hit the ice, whether it be the prospects or the pros, it means hockey's back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and we're yeah. excited. Yeah, we are. And uh, yeah, there's abs- there's also been a couple of updates from the NHL getting ready for the upcoming season. First, uh, we first spoke about this in the last episode, and now it's officially confirmed that the Leafs and Sabres will play in the Heritage Classic at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton on March 13th. Yay! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think. <laughs> but um, another update that the NHL announced is on the TV side in the U.S. Obviously, we don't see the, uh, I mean, we see sometimes on the weekends, we see the the TV broadcast from the U.S. if we're interested in the games down there. Um, but uh, ESPN will have the majority of the games there. And it's great, I think, that Leah Hextall is uh, going to be one of the play-by-play analysts for some of the games. And um, and then the also the NHL has a deal with uh, TNT in the States. And the great one is going to be an analyst, which mm-hmm. that's going to be something. So, um, well, so, yeah. I, I think for that, like, I think they're trying to make it kind of like they have for the basketball with Shaq and uh, Charles Barkley and oh, that's back true. and forth. Although yeah. the great one, I don't know if his personality is really on par with those two guys, <laughs> uh, but I think they're trying to put together um, some higher profile uh, people on that panel so they can kind of make it a little bit more like they have for for football on Fox say and uh, for what they have for their basketball coverage yeah well I guess Rick Tockett is going to be on there too, yeah, which I exactly. thought was uh, he he was on overdrive uh, on Friday and um, yeah he's going to be quite interesting some of his comments it's uh he has to learn a little bit to not say some stuff um yeah but at <laughs> least uh, him and Gretzky have uh like a history so yeah you know um yeah. as as friends and also uh, back in uh Phoenix uh at the start there so um so yeah it should be interesting to see uh who they put together there and uh if it gets uh you know, kind of colorful, let's say. Oh, I yeah. think Ronick was also somebody that they were looking at. So um, that I think could... he's on, isn't he on the ESPN side? I'm not sure. I can't but, remember. Um, I thought yeah, it was cause... the TNT because, again, he's like a little bit more of a colorful character. More so flashy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and Leah, he- Leah Hextall is, uh, I mean, on the woman, there's going to be a mm-hmm. lot of, I guess, um, Cassie Campbell, I think, is going to be leaving Hockey Night in Canada to go there to the to ESPN. She's going to be doing ESPN games. I know that. Wow. So I don't. I don't think that they're uh, like scooping all of our talent. Yeah, and um, and Jennifer Botterill is going to be on TNT, but I think she's still going to be with um, like with Sportsnet doing. So, and I actually, I actually prefer Jennifer Botterill um mm-hmm. over Cassie Campbell just for her analysis and that but um, it'll be interesting yeah. to see because I, I don't know about you but like everything's over the this off season has been so quiet and so under wraps that I have no idea what our what the the you know in-game presentation is going to be like on on any of the networks or Hockey Night in Canada or you know what it's going to look like because even even like Chris Johnston for example like going to print media with yeah. um with the star, um, you know, to me, if he's not on Hockey Night in Canada, also that's that's kind of a bit of a loss, I think. 
Uh, I really like his analysis, but I mean, we get to read about his stuff now, which I think, you know, his first love, I think, is writing. So anyway, yeah. it's all going to be interesting. And uh, the anticipation is building. And, you know, that first night uh, for Hockey Night in Canada is going to be a lot of fun. So, yeah. yeah. So anyway, we have a couple of housekeeping items to get through before we move on to the greater part of the show. Um, as you all know, it's our anniversary month and we want to highlight a couple of items to get you, our listeners and followers, more connected with our show. So first, we want to highlight our anniversary contest going on on Instagram. So you still have time to enter. You can enter until September 30th. And here's what you need to do. Follow us or like us on Instagram. The handle is at LTL1917. Like our anniversary post and tag two friends. That's it. The prize is some awesome leaf swag and a Tim's gift card. So the deadline, as I said, is September 30th. Yeah, and we got a few entries, so we're uh, we're so you better get in there and don't miss out on it. It's a uh, it's a it's a good prize. Uh, the other item we want to highlight before we get into the show is our Kofi page. Our Kofi page is another way for you to connect with us. There's lots of good stuff on there. Um, we we do our um, our no- regular posts are there that we you see on uh, Facebook and Twitter, but we also have some good pictures from Maple Leaf Gardens in there if you want to check it out and. Um, some of you know that we do uh, our everything ourselves for this podcast, all the content, the social media, the marketing, and the production. We do it all because we love it, because we want to get the Leafs out there from, from our perspective. And um, our Kofi page gives you the opportunity to make a donation if you can, and any donation will go towards paying our bills for all the things that I just mentioned. So we're asking for your support to visit and follow our Kofi page at kofi.com slash LTL1917. Uh, it's ko-fi.com slash LTL1917. You can uh, find the link in our show notes in our podcast uh, show description at the bottom. That's right, Chris. And as a thank you for your donation, we will give you a shout out on our show and the opportunity to ask us a leaf related question, which we will de- discuss on the podcast. So definitely please visit our Kofi page at kofi.com slash LTL1917. All right, now let's get into the show. So Leafs training camp is still a few days away as we record this, but our first topic revolves around another camp, and that's the Leafs development camp. Next, we're going to also talk about the annual fan survey that is run by The Athletic. And to wrap, we'll discuss the NHL media tour and what Kyle Dubas had to say in his interview on the Bob McCown podcast. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. All right. So before we get into the camp, the prospect development camp, um, I should have done this last show, but I want to announce a personal development that is exciting for me because last month, uh, my family welcomed a new member to Leafs Nation. Uh, My niece had a baby boy and she named him Austin. How appropriate. (laughs) I didn't have to push it at all. It was already done, right? I was just like, this is fantastic. So yes, the... uh, the Leafs Nation, um, I guess, lineage just keeps going. And um, yeah, I already bought him his uh, Maple Leaf gear and he already had, uh, I guess, his um, grandparents bought him a personalized uh, little Maple Leafs cap with Austin on it. And number no, that's 34. so cute. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they got it made special for him. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, so that's, uh, we're exciting 
excited for that. But moving on to the Leafs development camp, um, so they spent the first few week, uh, the first week doing scrimmages, and then they moved on to a tournament organized by the Red Wings and held in uh, Traverse City, Michigan. Mm-hmm. So the Leafs development camp roster started with a total of 39 players. And for the tournament portion, Haley Wickenheiser and her staff cut it down to a 20-man roster. Uh, the Leafs uh, will face prospects from Columbus, St. Louis, and Dallas, or have rather have already faced. Um, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, yeah. the players and management and the management uh, of the of the development camp, which was uh, led basically by Haley Wicken Haley Wickenheiser. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, they're one and one right now. We're recording on the Sunday, so they're actually going to be playing Dallas this afternoon. So they they lost to Columbus. They beat St. Louis in overtime. And I must say, I'm not impressed with the Leafs TV feed. I actually tried to catch uh, some of the prospect game uh, versus St. Louis. And it was like, it was horrible. <laughs> I could not watch it. I had to like, forget it. I just took some... Uh, Maybe somebody's like recording it on their cell phone. Because <laughs> they don't, don't have know. an actual real camera set up in there. Yeah, yeah. And I also thought it was funny that they don't play the Red Wings. Yeah, yeah that is interesting. Meanwhile, they're the hosts of the tournament. But, anyways, I guess it doesn't it doesn't work out. So, um, so yeah. So for the players, I think it's obvious. Like Nick Robertson is like uh, ahead of everybody in in the tournament. Like he obviously has the most experience. He's even played NHL games. He seems to be showing. Um, I guess leadership qualities there, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and I just, everybody found it funny. But uh, the whole thing where Wickenheiser said that he needs to take like a chill pill to like dial it back a little mm-hmm. bit with his enthusiasm, but I think that's just part of who he is. Like that's just Dan. Which he's- that's what he said. Also, is that you know he'll dial it back when he when his uh, when his position in the NHL is secure. However, I do find that in a development situation, I mean, I don't know, like it, it's not really a red flag, but to me, you want people to be coachable. So if yeah, if yeah, the person who is the head of player development is asking you to do something and you're basically blatantly saying it in the press that you're not willing to do that, I don't know. So we'll have to wait and see yeah. how that comes up because the whole thing is, is that we've seen that so far with him even playing the games that we've seen him in that, you know, he can be a little reckless out there sometimes and mm-hmm. that can lead to injury and, you know, not being in right positions. Um, so at some point he might have to kind of figure that out. Um, yeah. But yeah, and me, I think he's gonna, he's gonna figure it out with the Marlies, I think, to start. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. I think- and, uh, there, um, he might have a partner who kind of shares a little bit of his intensity with, uh, in Alex Steves. Now he got hurt, I think in, I think it was the St. Louis game, first game, game. yeah, shoulder, (laughs) but he's, he's shown up really well in the development camp. He seems to be uh, coachable because I guess, but like he he said that, uh, he is basically Wickenheiser's first guinea pig. That's what he called himself (laughs) in her new role. And so he's been working with her in a while and he's kind of been improving um, in leaps and bounds in him and Nick Robertson seems to have found some pretty good chemistry. So you might look yeah. at, be looking at a, a top pairing for their top line there. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and the other thing that I, um, I guess the other guy that I was looking at more closely to was Ian Scott, the goaltender. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this in our um, patio season episodes when it comes to the goaltending that we need one of these young guys to come up and... Um, and be something. Um, so he's 22 years old and he's coming back from hip surgery. He missed all of the 2019, 20 season. And then of course COVID hit. So he's like played something like six or eight games, I guess in total over the mm -hmm. past, like two seasons, which is not good, obviously, but he won the CHL goaltender of the year in 2018, 19. And he played in the, and he, he also won the, uh, I guess the playoffs MVP for the Western hockey league that year. So, I mean, I'm, he says he's feeling like great now. So I'm hoping that he comes and he, and he proves it, I guess. Um, and obviously he's going to start with the Marlies and he's only 22 years old, but, um, we need one of these goalies, um, for a hit on one of these goalies. Although most people are saying it's the Russian goalie, Arter, Arter, I I forget what it is. Aktimov, Aktimov, something yeah. like that. Yes. Well, they have that. one other guy, and he's somebody that I, I highlighted for the goaltending piece. Um, this Eric Kalgren, who I guess they signed as a free agent. He's uh, 24, and he apparently has looked pretty good in in the development camp and in these in these games in the portions that he's played. So. He might be somebody to watch. And apparently Bill Daly said that they're thinking of doing a taxi squad for the goaltenders so that there's there are a few more bodies available um, during oh, yeah? the season. So, oh, okay. So he could potentially be maybe a backup to the backup type uh, person to watch right. for. Mm -hmm. That's cool. The other thing that I thought was cool for player-wise was uh, Colby Saganuck. Oh, yeah. We all recognize that name. Or maybe yeah. not we all, but I do. <laughs> and you do. Yeah. Rocky Saganuck's grandson. Oh, my wow. God. I was just like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's 18 years old and um, and he never got drafted this year. He was eligible, but he didn't get drafted. Mm -hmm. But the Leafs invited him to the prospect tournament. Unfortunately, he got injured. Um, so he hasn't. Uh, most people probably haven't. Um, heard maybe of his name being here but um he's a center he is small like his grandfather i guess was that uh, but he's has that same feisty feistiness he was five foot eight 154 pounds so he definitely has room to grow he's only 18 um but yeah so i i was kind of excited to to hear about that i read about how rocky sagnak is is really um excited for him and no doubt and giving him some giving him some guidance too for uh like because he apparently was upset because he didn't get drafted mm -hmm. so um so yeah so he was there to to help him through that so yeah you never know maybe maybe uh i guess once the injury i don't know what the injury was but once that um once that gets figured out maybe he'll uh make maybe even the growlers like at the echl mm -hmm. level or something like that but um oh no actually sorry he's going back to the erie otters I'm just remembering in my mind he's going back to the OHL um, to play there. But well, that's probably uh, yeah, the so, best thing for him. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, with um, with Haley Wickenheiser, um, like I like the way she's controlled the camp and mm -hmm. and sending the messages basically to the young players that like this is what we expect from the players, whether you're with the Growlers, the Marlies, or eventually make the big, big club. Like it's, there's a pattern sort of right with what they want. So. Yeah. And I, 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 one of the messages that I kind of really liked and is like, seems to be a bit of a 
change or a pivot in philosophy is up until now, they've been very, very uh, focused on uh, skills and development. Uh, the theme of this camp uh, and this tournament seems to have been all about compete. So I think that is going to be the overarching theme, mm -hmm. not just for um, our depth in the organization, but for the greater team at large as well. Yeah. Yeah. So seeing what's in the system and developing young players is is so important for all the teams and especially with this flat cap going into the next few years. Um, it's all about depth. And do the Leafs have that? Maybe there's a question in our next segment. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe Sil, Sil is going to ask me some questions here. Yeah. So <laughs> for this next segment, we're going to have some fun. And I'm going to ask Chris a few questions from the Leaf fan survey that runs in the Athletic annually. Uh, Chris doesn't have this subscription, but I do. So she doesn't know what I'm going to be asking. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to hear her answers and see how they compare with the overall survey results. So the first question that I have, it's uh, basically probably one of the front of mind things for most Leaf fans is if Kyle Dubas had to trade a core member of the Leafs in the next six months, who should it be? And these are the options. So TJ Brody, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews. Jake Muzzin, Willie Nylander, Morgan Riley, or John Tavares? Well, you can't tra trade Tavares. He has a no trade anyway. So, um, oh, gosh. I mean, the obvious for me is William Nylander. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I don't Is that your final answer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it has to be Willie. Yeah. All right. So uh, Willie actually came in fourth place. Right. Uh, the top vote getter for my second one. I'll tell you what my second choice was. Okay. Actually, Jake, Jake Muzzin. <laughs> he's like hardly he. Well, I guess he's fifth place. Um, but the only because he's getting injured too much. And yeah. I heard that comment about uh, from losers at the you know, on the Habs. Mm -hmm. They said that uh, as soon as they knew Muzzin was out. They're, yeah. Maybe they're just playing with their minds, but mm -hmm. whoever it was, oh, it was Toffoli. He said as soon as they heard, they saw Muzzin was out, they knew they were winning the series. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that is, that's that's a little bit of trash talk, and I guess. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is, it's not necessarily that he gets injured. For him, it's really when he gets injured. Yeah, so the wrong time. Maybe yeah. his conditioning needs to be better. But anyway, <laughs> sadly, so. which is the theme of the summer, um, the top vote getter was Marner. Yes, yeah. And just narrowly edging out uh, Morgan Riley, because I guess all right. we all kind of feel that really we don't want to keep losing our UFAs, you know, for yeah. nothing. But as we'll probably talk about later, that yeah. kind of be might be something that doesn't go away. Um, yes. Yeah, so and hmm. then in third place, yeah. even though you said yeah. he has a no trade clause, which is true, but. This yeah. is a fan survey. Uh, Tavares was uh, third. in a third place. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. So um, I love this question. What is the biggest obstacle between the Leafs and the Stanley Cup? So the, the choices were goaltending, defense, forwards, coaching, management, or they're the Leafs. What do you think? I'm going to say goaltending. All righty. So 
Um, actually, that didn't even really hardly rate no? this time around. So I apparently Leafs Nation is feeling comfortable with our tandem. Um, yeah. Only about ten percent of people and the uh, and the management. Management would be my number two. Yes. So yeah, <laughs> this really explains how Leafs Nation is feeling because the <laughs> by a mile answer was yeah. they're the Leafs. Oh, okay. So right. <laughs> we're apparently feeling a little that less hopeful and yeah. very cursed, but that's apparently yeah. what most people said. And including me, that's what I said. <laughs> okay. So the last question, which I think that you have some opinions on is which off-season edition did you like the most? So the choices were Nick Ritchie, Peter Morazic, Michael Bunting, Andre Kasha, and David Camp. I'm liking that Andre Kasha, as long as it's just because I remember him being so good with Anaheim. I know. And we wanted him at that time. I forget if, I don't know who was GM then, but we we were looking at, we got a lot of players from Anaheim previously. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. I just think he has a lot of good potential if he can stay healthy, obviously. Yeah, right? and it's and then, just a question of because the, the problems have been concussion-related. Yes, yeah. Um, that's always, always going to be, you know, yeah. we just you just really don't know if a, a yeah. person can come back from that c- completely when they've had multiple, right? Yeah, but, and then the other guy, I I, uh, I was going to say Nick Ritchie, but then I mm-hmm. think that Michael Bunting guy, somebody, oh. Um, that's who Rick I thought Tockett. you were going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rick Tockett described him as greasy. Yeah. So I like And he's not he the coached only coached him one. in Arizona, right? Um, so <laughs> Yeah. Um there's some other people that have said similar things, like people that have played against him that he is he's kinda like I guess like a hymen type player, but he's got a little bit more nastiness. So he's yeah. he 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 he's pe- more pesky. So um yeah. and he has yeah. better hands apparently. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So He's but, really got a good touch around the net, apparently. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, because he's been you know, actually it, quite quite good in the limited minutes he's had. So, uh, but the top yeah. uh, pick was in this case Nick Ritchie, but it's it was fairly even. So Nick Ritchie came in at the top spot. Peter Morazic came in second, uh, just a little bit behind, and then Michael Bunting, and then Andre Kasha with uh, David Kampf bringing up the the rear on that. But you know what? He's a little bit less of an exciting type player, but a type of player that we really, really need to do well. So if he can shore up our defensive side, um, then we might end up really loving loving him also. And finally getting a checking line. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That hopefully... I don't know if Mikheyev is going to want to be a part of that, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Totally. That was kind of strange how we talked about it last time to trade, like his trade possibilities, but we... Yeah, and then we found know. out that he asked for a trade. He asked for a trade. We didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I thought that was kind of strange, but... Yeah. Uh, but Anyway, it's always interesting to get a feel for the Pulse of ne- Leafs Nation going into the season. And without a doubt, like I said, the overarching theme this year seems to be wait and see. So... Now that we've had a glimpse into how the fans are feeling, uh, let's see where the players are at. Yeah, so the NHL Player Media Tour uh, went through. I didn't realize actually they um, 
they did like a separate one. I don't know if they always do that. They do one in Canada, one in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. for the U.S. teams, but uh, they had a media tour. I don't think tour. they do, but they probably did it like that for COVID reasons, for COVID maybe, thing, so yeah. that people didn't have to travel across and worry about all of the, um, you know, yeah. quarantining the if they need to stuff. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So there was the player media tour. And then, of course, there was a Kyle Dubas interview on the Bob McCown podcast that we mm-hmm. just want to talk a bit about here. So um, yeah, it was fun to see the player media tour with the star players of the game uh, representing the Leafs. It was, of course, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, who they got the most attention. And um, we just want to go back to our last episode because we had some uh, good discussion about Mitch and we got some pretty good interaction on social media. Yeah. So on that episode, we talked about uh, the all the heat that Marner's been taking all off season. And we highlighted one of our clips pertaining to this on Instagram. And one of our followers there, uh, C underscore Mackie one, commented and this is what he said he said he couldn't care less at this point at what they or he does in the regular season the season means nothing if they don't get get playoff results and he says call it for what it is so yeah what did you think yeah. of that comment yeah i mean i mean yes, obviously that's true. the way we all kind of feel in a, in, yes. in a nutshell yeah. uh, that's but fine. that's but not you mitch that's the whole team but anyway yeah yeah, and you don't like it's like Mitch is saying in the, in the media availability tour mm-hmm. like he's he's pushing it off at least he's saying the right things to say mm-hmm. you know like that's gone like it's out the window this is a new season and um and yeah and you have but the bottom line is you have to get through the regular season again we've said this before from Mike Babcock you have to get through the regular season have a good regular season and then to make the playoffs basically and get in there. And then that's fine. The playoff results, like they, they have to happen this year. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. There's, there's um, yeah, like it. So we're calling it for what it is. Yes, that's right. But you also can't keep going on and, and bashing the guy once again, mm-hmm. <laughs> forever. Like he had, as Leaf fans and Leafs Nation, you have to want this team to win. No, during the and regular the season. thing is, too, is like I one thing that I find really crazy is that if you're harping on this and, you know, basically jumping over every negative, are you going to enjoy the season at all? Like, you know, we haven't had hockey all summer and I want to see some good hockey and I want to see the exciting plays that they do. And I really mm-hmm. want to see Mitch at his best on the on the ice and having fun because that's when he plays the best. So yeah. any yeah, negative just is just not going to add to anything for our enjoyment personally. And it's totally not going to help the team on the ice either. So I'm not saying, you know, we not need to watch with rose colored glasses and, you know, be happy with everything. No, because obviously we're Leafs Nation and we, we like to complain <laughs> and we like to analyze and we know what we're watching. So we're, we're a very educated, smart fan base. Um, but there is a limit, right? Yeah, to that. yeah, no, and and um, yeah, he's taking the right approach, and even Matthews and what he was saying, like, mm-hmm. like it's almost like the fan base thinks like they don't want to win. Yeah, like, it, and so that this group of players, the the three of them, I guess, I I don't know about 
JT is different. Like he's in a different category. He's a veteran and he's he's been around. But uh, these other three players have only been with the Leafs. So in Matthews, Marner and Nylander. But like they want to win. They have it in them. So mm-hmm. they just need to get over this hump. And Kyle Dubas keeps trying to, I guess, do the little things around the d- shuffling of the deck chairs around them to get this team over the hump. So, yeah, um, Kyle Dubas, speaking of him, he's a huge Mitch supporter, obviously. Mitch Marner, he's done nothing but give him glowing reviews <laughs> all the time, and and he should. But he had some interesting things to say on, uh, on the podcast ho- hosted by Bob McCowan, formerly of Sportsnet. So, um, yeah, what comments did you... Did you have anything in particular before I get into well, a couple? That- the the things that kind of stood out to me um, was that, number one, he's extremely consistent in his message. Like anything that he said at the end of the season, during the summer, he said on this same, same podcast. Yeah. So he and they believe in what they're doing. That's obvious. Um, but as I said, with the theme with the development camp, I did. He did talk a lot about compete level and in particular, because they asked about, you know, team toughness. And so he he talked about that in the in the way that the team competes. And he talked about how there was lots of improvements on on those things, um, particularly with Nylander and Matthews games uh, during the course of the season. But he did say that those guys need to elevate their toughness and compete level. And especially you got to you know, take it up a notch in the playoffs. Now I saw more of that from Willie this time around, but obviously we didn't see that Matthews and Marner had that ability to crank it up a gear if they needed to. Um, And other things that I thought was, is that, that, that they talked about uh, Tavares and that he's, you know, feeling better and um, he's, they're hopeful that he's going to be, feeling good all season but again he he doesn't necessarily want to come out and say 100 percent because with concussions as we mentioned it's kind yeah. of gray area yeah he has he has to get into a mm-hmm. game or like the preseason game is going to really help him like, yeah and sure. and like, then they talked he talked about the goaltending which i know you had some comments on and uh yeah and i will uh speak to that also a little bit <laughs> yeah yeah the goaltending yeah so it was interesting because they asked him is it better and mm-hmm. his answer was, we hope so, and we save some on the cap. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, he I said don't know, that uh, didn't sound so so yeah, definitive to me. Know, we I hope know. so. That's exactly <laughs> I'm the, like, the feeling okay. I got because I noted that he said the word hope at least three yeah. times when he was talking yes. about that. He said hope so with the savings, hopefully, yeah. internal competition yeah. mention, and then he kept saying hopefully, hopefully. So yeah. I don't know what that says, <laughs> but um, I was just like, I mean, Peter Mrazek, one thing I will say for him that he got points with me. Uh, I don't know if you saw it, Sil, but I, I posted it on our Facebook and Twitter, The um, his new mask, his goalie mask. It's yeah, really shiny, actually. I didn't know that was and, his. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it um, and he put the um, like a tribute to Miroslav Fritscher oh, on it. And I like um, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Yuri Sirha, who mm-hmm. was a goalie back, some of our listeners probably know mm-hmm. from from the eighties as well. Um, but yeah, because Miroslav Fritscher also he passed away uh, a few months ago, unfortunately. But uh, he was a he was a 
really good player for the for the Leafs. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I thought that was kind of nice for his fellow countrymen, the the Czech um, players yeah. uh, that he. Um, well, that he I guess did that. The one thing is with him is you know, and even Jack Campbell too, you're going to get that compete from them. At least it's going to be very obvious that they're competing, which I think Freddie did compete, but with his style and personality, you just, it didn't look like it all the time. Um, So I suppose given the theme of the season, it seems like um, that's what they're hoping to get from, from those two guys. So yeah, yeah. Speaking of Jack Campbell, I'm actually pissed off with him. He was down the road at the BMW dealership from from me here. He was getting himself a BMW oh, at yeah? the uh, at Why Parkview are you pissed BMW. off that he didn't stop in to see you? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, what? I'm like looking at these pictures on his Instagram. I'm like, he's down this. St- he was down the street just yesterday. I'm like, he didn't call me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the uh, the other thing, I guess um, that was interesting i thought was his comments on uh kyle dubas's comments on morgan riley and the contract mm-hmm. extension which uh i think that might take over once like once the team gets into camp in in on wednesday mm-hmm. on the 22nd um i think that's going to be a full topic of discussion it might take over from the mitch uh bashing and everything yeah um but basically he mentioned Kyle Dubas on this podcast mentioned how Muzzin and Brody are signed for the next three seasons. So he seems to be very comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. And then he said, things tend to play out over the long range rather than before the season starts. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, no, haven't you seen so many other defensemen have already signed, but for like eight, $9 million (laughs) right over eight years or seven years. Right. Mm -hmm. I was just like, Things tend to play out over the long range. And I'm like, well, no, maybe this can't be happening. He didn't say at the end for us. They play out in the long range for us. That's not necessarily a league-wide thing. But he did mention that we're he thinks that we're because of the flat cap, we're going to see more and more that players are kind of like they're used as like an own rental, you know, and so they'll they'll be playing out they their cannot- deals. <laughs> <laughs> they cannot do this with Morgan yeah. Riley, the own rental. There's just no yeah. way. I mean, he will be well, screwed for his tone when know. he was talking about that seemed like they were perfectly comfortable letting him walk. Like that's the that's the impression that yeah. I got listening to that. So yeah, they, that they said just... all the right. He said all the right things. Of course, we love Morgan. We love Morgan as a person. We love Morgan as a player. Of course, we want to keep Morgan. All in that. The fold, yeah. da, 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 da. But. Yeah, it very much sounded like if it doesn't happen, then they're cool with it. So, yeah. Yeah. And he's I don't know this this pandemic thing, basically, I think, has really screwed him over. Like, oh, for sure. um, Kyle Dubas, like his plan, because they were obviously thinking the millions and millions of dollars that it uh, but that that they would be able to get other players, basically, like to to if it didn't work out still um that yeah. they would be able to get other players that were better to to go with his plan but the pandemic hit and that's it it's a flat cap so you mm-hmm. you have these four players and um yeah <laughs> so but well, that's too bad i mean these things happen and um he still has work to do because we're still over the cap he's like so going into camp and um 
yeah, it's probably going to be his last uh, his last chance to get this team and his uh, his vision over the hump. Yeah, and he say. he seems comfortable being in that position, and he recognizes that. So if if he yeah. if it's his demise, yeah. he's ready to go down with the ship if he has to. So yeah, he, he, rec- yeah. he knows that. And, so and he's fine with it. <laughs> yeah, and then going back to your, I guess to how you said with Morgan Riley that he or that. Dubis is fine letting or seems to be giving the indication he's fine letting him walk that it's going back to the survey that would be something to say okay it's the leaf sort of thing right because then basically mm-hmm. things are gonna things are gonna like how do you get a replacement for Morgan Riley on well on and Earth? I guess that is could be the saving grace is because we know that they are going to always go for the player best player in a position that can't be replaced for the same money. So if Riley has like an incredible season this year, um, there's not going to be that many guys that you're going to be able to get to replace him for, for uh, less dollars. So basically the only way is if like Sandine, like really freaking shines this year or Dermot takes like a huge step. He really has to totally because otherwise, and maybe that's what they're waiting for to see whether these guys are going to take that next step, which is going to be a pretty massive one. And if Riley takes a step back, then then we have this whole thing of yeah. replacing him. And at what dollars can you replace yeah. him? You know what I mean? Because. Yeah. And the other interesting thing, it. actually, because unfortunately, Riley apparently is injured. Um, oh, he, I don't know what he did. Him and Justin Hall in mm-hmm. uh, they're just they're skating on their own and all that. They mm-hmm. both left the ice early. Uh few days ago mm-hmm. um so hopefully he doesn't start off the season with an injury that's not what yeah. he needs anyways too or no. we need um but even with justin hall like that'll give um they're saying like timothy lilligren could take uh a step as well True. coming into this camp finally they'll to get some time to actually to, to, to play yeah, yeah to play in it especially play at, at the, the start of the season in training camp and yeah, get reps and add, that way at the NHL level, like yep. to get that. So, so he's another guy, a little girl, that we need mm-hmm. to see something more from. But um, yeah, for now, the big date this week is the players reporting to camp, which I'm pretty sure it's Wednesday, September 22nd. I know, it's this hard p- to find like any really real definitive info on that. Yeah, but those, yeah, I don't know that's why. The date I mean, that I've heard also. Yeah, um, and uh, Saturday night versus the Habs is their first preseason game. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we'll be back on October the 6th. And a lot to talk about, obviously, with all the exhibition schedule getting underway. Um, We want to, before we go, we want to thank all our listeners and we'd love to hear from you. If you have any thoughts on what we talked about on the show, you can DM us on social media or email us at ladiestalkingleafs at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on social media on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle is at LTL1917. Mm-hmm. And as mentioned at the top of the show, another way to connect with us is at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can also support us there and buy us a coffee. Any donation goes towards helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. So you can find the link to our Kofi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. Yeah, and as always, thank you to our healthcare workers for everything they have done and continue to do. Uh, thank you for listening, and please follow or subscribe 
to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app. Uh, you can also follow our YouTube channel. Um, and uh, you can check out a recent interview that we had there from Hockey Time Machine if you want to find out more details on us and who we are in our show. And uh, yeah, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict, we would really appreciate if you could take the time to give us uh, or leave us a review. Uh, we'd love to get your feedback on the show and it will help to give us more exposure as an outlet for Leaf content. As always, stay safe and well, everybody. And we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks as things get rolling in Leafland. Go Leafs, go! Go Leafs, go! Leafs, go.